great magic has me in its cell That old black magic that you weave so well Those icy fingers up and down my spine The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine The same old tingle that I feel inside And then that elevator starts to ride And down and down I go, round and round I go Peace and greetings. Welcome to Everyday Magic. This is Nadia and Queen Mother E.S. on the line. I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Uh, Give me a minute to catch my breath here because I didn't know we were going to be doing the show this evening. Um, I didn't connect with Queen Mother in time, so a little caught off guard, so just bear with me. Um. Okay, so here we are, and I hope everyone is having a wonderful, super full moon and you have plenty of things planned. This is a great night to do something to draw into your life what it is that you want to invoke. And um, so we can discuss that tonight as well as some other things. You know, I like to let that kind of flow. And also I want to do some readings so we hopefully will be getting around to doing that as well. Um, Queen Mother, are you on right now? Well, I know you said you were Yes, on. I am. You yes, are? I okay, am. so I'll let you greet everyone as well this evening. Yes, greetings and blessings. I say I'm excited to be here, and I'm sorry that uh, I kind of... Uh, went into a shelter of myself because of all this snow. I'm a little overwhelmed in Minnesota. Not only is it snow, but it's cold. It's like below zero kind of weather. So I am overwhelmed (laughs) with this snow. What kind of things are you doing to keep warm? Well, I haven't left the house. My car didn't start, so that kind of gave me a little down. But I got the repair people to come and start it. So that's a good thing. But I don't want to go outside the house. So I have my um, light on. I'm, I'm afraid for other people. Right. Because this is a disaster waiting to happen for many people. Well, then maybe that's something else that we should include this evening among our spiritual workers and, and just everyone who's inclined that... Um, in your endeavors this evening, uh, just in case you're doing anything um, special tonight uh, for the for the moon that we're having, maybe you want to send out some healing energy and prayers out there for um, those who may need it, you know, who are um, having not too great a time right now with the, with the shift in weather. Um, it's weird that you bring that up, Queen Mother, because I have been viewing several videos online regarding the weather. And the snow, particularly in Atlanta, some people had implied that there was something not too normal about this snow. So everyone was making these videos, and basically what they're doing is they're either using a lighter or a blowtorch and showing how the snow 
will not melt. It actually burns, and it gives off an odor. So, you know, me, I decided to test the theory. So we went outside, and, and my son and I, we got some snow, and sure enough, when he put the lighter to the snow, it gave off the smell of almost burnt plastic, and it melted the way, uh, I would say, styrofoam would melt. And, it get, I mean, it was just so bizarre. No condensation taking place, no dripping, you know, no, no liquefying of the snow. Um, so I was really caught off guard with that. You know, I found it to be extra creepy. Um, and even though I'm caught off guard, also I'm not surprised because you just never know. And I actually think that that is what's contributing to this phenomenon of black ice here. It's not just black ice because I don't know if people remember a couple of years ago it snowed here. And, I mean, we this time we only got an inch and a half. Last time we had a couple of inches, I think maybe five or six, four or five or six, whatever. But we had nowhere near the catastrophes that are happening all over Atlanta. And I, I just I'm just sitting here watching it. It didn't make any sense to me. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, they're not prepared for this kind of snow. But we did have ample notice. So they did have time to prepare. But it's almost like it's resistant to salt and ice, which is crazy to me. You know, I've never seen anything like it. And I grew up in New York where there's some serious snow that goes on there. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but I sympathize with you as far as being, um, you know, a little taken aback by the weather. For me, it, it wasn't so much the weather as much as it was the reaction. But where you're at is much colder, and I'm pretty sure you guys are getting much more snow than we get here in Atlanta. So yeah, I'm glad great. that you're safe and warm, you know. I'm grateful for that. So am I, Zashe. And I'm grateful that the energy of today picked me up and gave me the obatala, which is the light, you know, made me put on my white and to uh, begin to pray for everyone that is affected mm -hmm. by this weather that we be able to get through it. Because this is a hard winter, and one of the reasons I believe it's a hard winter is because we have not learned from the ancestors. We are still trying to mess with the earth, still trying to create weather patterns, and, you know, things like the snow not melting is not natural. So we right. have a lot of made things going on, so we definitely got to be in prayer. We have a lot now, of I had someone, I was going to say, I had someone give me a scientific explanation of why the snow didn't melt. However, they were unable to um, explain the smell of burnt plastic that comes with it and how it scorches, you know. So. Instead of melt, as normal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know. So they are trying to create. I call it Prop 24. <laughs> 
Exactly. No, it's a a prop for one of their uh, scenes, you know. Who knows what's going on with these characters? They're always up to something. But, (laughs) yeah, I just was like, of you and all of us that are going through these crazy weather systems that we may Mm -hmm. be blessed with, you know, um, uh, some barrier to keep us from harm and danger and allow us to live past this. Because find weird um, how, how the snow is affecting everyone psychologically. Um, because, like, for myself, and I know I can think this way because I, I have the um, the, necess- the bare necessities to keep me warm and safe, but at the same time I'm saying I love snow. I love all weather, to be honest with you. I, I have a big affinity for rain, though. That's something that I'm much more connected to. But even with snow, um, I think it's beautiful. All of it reflects to me the multi facet aspects of nature, the multi-faceted aspects of nature. So I think that that's beautiful and it's wonderful. You know, of course you don't want anyone to suffer, but this is not something that is um, new to the planet. And I think what has happened is we've moved away from um, nature in a sense where those of us that we may not be used to uh, blizzards and things of that nature, but just even the cold weather, how everybody's like, oh, it's my God, it's so cold. And it's like, it's always been that way all of our life. At what point did we lose touch with the shifts in nature to where we find them unbearable? Because if it's not, it's too cold, I hear it's too hot. If it's not that, I'm hearing it's raining too much. If it's not that, then it's like, oh, it's snowing. You know, and I'm just like, it's almost like as a whole, people are really uncomfortable with the weather shifts. You know, and I feel like the media has a lot to do with that because they put fear behind everything. When it's raining, they're they're doing their fear-mongering, you know, through TV and radio, and it's just, and they're bombarding our senses with tragedies that are associated with weather. You know, it's just like a constant fear campaign. I say. You know, and I just see it so much. Now, I'm not trying to invalidate those that are really suffering because of extreme, you know, extreme cold or extreme heat. But I'm just saying, in general, your average healthy person can't walk down the street. I mean, all I see is on Facebook or any social network is, oh, my God, how hot it is. You know, I can't take it, you know. And when it rains here in Atlanta, it closed the school, heavy, cold rain. And I'm like, wow, they never did that when I was growing up. (laughs) You know, we didn't have any casualties. What's going on? What is so different now? Well, I think you did that. You hit the nail on the head because absolutely people are going through a um, kind of uh, fear of nature and it is the media promoting sensationalism out of everything, especially the weather, and taking little tragedies and making them so big. Absolutely. But I want to remind you that we got quite a few callers on and 
you okay. know, I want to, you know, we don't want to talk about it, but you're absolutely right. And that means that we have to re-engage our senses to nature and be in harmony exactly. with nature. I'm not exactly. mad at this number. I'm kind of sick of it because it's so much, but I'm not mad with it. Um, if I was younger, I I used to go and jump in it and everything. But, right, you know, right. being old, I'm going to break something. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm more I'm more upset because I can't do what I used to do, go jump in the snow and just bring in there and make little angels and stuff. So right. I we have to connect with nature. I think that that was um, a great statement, and I think that everybody needs to hold that in their ears because that's very powerful. That's that's a big part of our magic, of our everyday magic. If you think about it, where do we draw on our power? We draw from nature. We draw from our surroundings. You know, we draw from a universal energy. So you definitely don't want to be out of balance and harmony with any aspect of nature. You want to know how to work with it. I actually had a ritual I was doing this evening for our current moon phase. And it involved the snow, but after what I did today, I don't think I'll be using that snow, <laughs> you know, in my ritual because there's something not natural about it. So I'm not going to be doing any invoking with whatever that stuff is out there. But, um, you know, hopefully later on in the show we'll be able to hear from anyone who is doing anything tonight for the super moon, for this black moon, as they call it. You know, and, um, you know, just see see what's going on out there. Um, I wanted to say a quote real quick, and maybe you can build off of it, um, Queen Mother, maybe in the show, or anyone out there that's listening and they want to comment a little later on this. Um, it says, and I'm reading from Practical Solitary Magic, and it's a quote by Dion uh, Fortune. It says, we do not affect faith. By our magical operations, we affect ourselves. We reinforce those aspects of our nature which are in sympathy with the powers we invoke. Now, I, I want to hear what that means to everyone else, and then I'll kind of chime in. Could you reread that one more time? Sure. Okay, this is a quote from Dion. And I I definitely recommend that you get her stuff. It's very available on Amazon. And it's spelled D-I-O-N, last name, Fortune, F-O-R-T-U-N-E. Okay? And I think that book is actually called Sane Occultism. It says, we do not affect by our magical operations. We affect ourselves. We reinforce those aspects of our nature which are in sympathy with the powers we invoke. That's powerful. Yeah, it really is. It's very very deep. And um, I'm going to ask you to open the line. Now, this is the thing, because we had so much trouble with 
people that um, they were actually online. However, they were not tuned into the show. So we basically mm. had to listen to whatever was going on in their home, the entire show. And even though I pleaded with them to mute the phone or whatever, what I think happened was they weren't even able to hear me because they weren't listening. You know, so I'm thinking here because I still like the idea of all the lines being open, but maybe we can open them up one at a time and see who's got noise going on. That way we'll know who to mute. Okay. How does that sound? Okay, That's so, you know, good. I'm not at the switchboard, so I'll let you do that. So I open 732. Is that Queen Nancy? Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi, Nancy. Hey, good evening, Nancy. Good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't quite hear everything in the beginning, but I heard about um, Queen Nair talking about the new moon. I don't really know what it means, this new moon, and you said black moon. Right. I don't um, um, Ia, I'm going to let you, I'm going to answer that in a second. Ia, if you can continue to open the lines. Okay. Okay. 903. I wanted to let you know I'm listening. I have to mute my phone for just a moment because I have to walk through quite a bit of noise in my house. So just bear with me. I'm still here, okay? Okay. So go ahead, Queen Nancy. I'm opening another 903 line. No, I was just asking, what, what does this mean, the new moon? Is it something that, I don't know, because you guys said to say prayers and put it out there because of something that was happening with the weather pattern? Yes. Well, um, the fact is, is that the new moon is used for different things. Uh, okay. It depends on when you were born and um, what particular house that you want to operate in. Like you can operate it in the first house. Say if you are a Capricorn and the new moon is in, uh, I believe the new moon is in, I want to say I'm not sure. Uh, Sister Ia uh, BC has a, a, a wonderful um, astro moon. Um, she has a uh, a wonderful, wonderful um, site, a website to go and to really get into the uh, moon quest. Her name is Arisha, Astro Arisha Moon. And the new moon is um, an opportunity for uh, closing things off, you know, um, of making things end that may be going through problems or whatever. This is the time to let those things go. The new moon is about completing activities and completing things so that you don't have to worry about it after the new moon. So it's about invoking whoever you serve, your divine spirit, to help you to end things, to get rid of things. It's about um, using the power 
to end negativity. And, um, you know, that's what I use the um, new moon for is about ending the negative aspect of being. So I'm getting ready to open 720, and um, I'm going to open 404, and then 973. So if anybody has something they want to say, you could just jump in. Most of the lines are open. What do you say, Richard? Richard, give me one. What's she saying? coming. Okay. Uh, is somebody speaking? Does someone have something to say? Okay. Uh, we have five I want to say thank you, Aya. I want to say, Aya, Queen Aya, I want to say thank you for um, letting me know about the new moon. I thought it was to put out positive stuff, and I was putting out positive stuff, so I don't know if that's going to end it now. <laughs> well, no, it really, it really depends on... Uh, what your sign is and what your particular um, moon is in. Uh, like, if your moon is in um, something uh, really hard or whatever, you could put positive energy in there, but it's positive energy to do what you need to do to get things accomplished. Okay. So Hello, it's not, it's not Okay. Yes. Hi, this is Yvette, darling. Oh, greetings. What, which, which are you, 517? 517, yeah. I say. So you were going to add something? Yeah, the new moon is the time to manifest. It's the time to plant that seed. It's the time to get all the good work going. So she's on the right path. I say. Well, the new moon... I'm a crone, so the new moon for me is the ending. I use the new moon for ending, you know. But if you check out Astro Moon, she provides a forecast for the full and the new moon. And mm-hmm. uh, she, I'm trying to see what she says. This moon is in, uh, is in seventh house and it's Mercury. This new moon in Aquarius opens in the seventh house, days before Mercury Allegra, oh God, enters into the water sign, and he's going to go retrograde. So this might be a time when uh, communication is um, mixed up. So that just shows me that that was a communication messed up. I know for my new moon in my house, it's about closing and uh, making sure that I'm on point with finishing projects that I already did. And that's a personal thing. But on on someone just using the new moon, you can use the new moon to uh, bring you closer to what you need to do. So if you want to plant a seed, it's all right to plant a seed, because this moon time may feel like something that you need to do, a project you need to work on. So the moon is very personal. Like my moon is in cancer. 
So I'm always in an emotional wreck around the moon, you know. So I have to do my, bring my spirit. Um, I'm back, Queen Mother. I say. This one's I'm, I'm off mute. I wanted to share something as well that I had come across um, regarding the moon, where it says, um, first, it lets you know, even though it's being called a super moon, it's not a full moon, it's a new moon, which we've already stated. Some are calling it a black moon, but that name doesn't come from astronomy. Um, and it, it's also saying that what happens is watch for slightly higher tides than usual. So now just my common sense, I'm thinking, um, like the percentage of water that is a woman, right? And we react to the moon. Then they call when the moon is not, it's not full, but even with this new moon, if we're talking about it affecting the tide, then it's going to affect people emotionally and mentally. You know, that's why they call them lunatics, you know, and things of that nature. So I'm just making a connection in my mind. I'm sorry, you were saying? I said I felt that today. Okay. Yeah, so I was making a connection. It also says, according to the definition of supermoon, called by an astrologer, Richard Knoll, over 30 years ago, and popularized only in the past few years, the next supermoon comes today, June 30th, 2014. It's the second supermoon of this month, and it's a new moon, not a full moon. The first new supermoon or super new moon of this month was January 1st. According to Noel's definition, the year 2014 has a total of five supermoons. They are the two new moons of January and the full moons of July, August, and September. We've heard mm-hmm. people call this second new moon a black moon, but that name doesn't come from astronomy either. Like any supermoon, the January 30th supermoon will have an effect on the Earth's ocean. Expect large tides. We won't have a single calendar month with two supermoons again until January of 2018. And then it gives you a couple of links and things of that nature. But, okay, now, um, again, so he's talking about this moon and how it's going to affect the water. Now, I'm thinking of what we as spiritualists or spiritual practitioners, what do we associate with the oceans, you know, and then how do we affiliate ourselves with the oceans and the waters? So all of this is going through my mind right now because I'm not seeing it from how people state, you know, um, the different things. I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking about a lot of other things. That's going on. Bear with me. I'm sorry. I'm walking through room. Okay? So anyway, I, want, I would like for you, because I think you're a little bit more qualified, when we're talking about the oceans, and let's speak on deities, let's speak on um, the spiritual aspect of the ocean and things of that nature, and I would like for you to speak on that a little Queen Mother Ea, you know, or whoever actually um, is able to, and do maybe a little breakdown of how we can incorporate that into our magic this evening that we're going to be doing. 
Well, yeah, are you there? I, Hello? Yes, I'm still there. But I want to say that um, the the moon relates to Yemoja, Olokun, yeah. as the ocean, and that as a spiritual entity, uh, most people that are Yemoja, Olokun, they like the rain. They like the rain. They like the moisture because it empowers them. This is the time to use Yemoja and Olokun to sort out your feelings about things in the relationship, things that you have going on. Have you finished what you put down and said you was going to finish? Projects that you started, you know, you made resolutions. It's 30 days from the time you made the resolution. Have they manifested? Have you worked on them? Is this the time to go back and look at them and see what is your progress? And, and definitely using them as your magic. Um, uh, for me, Olokun needs to be um, maybe uh, celebrated and and Yemaja celebrated at this time. You could give them fruit. You know, you could go by the water, uh, especially the ocean, if you're near the ocean, and just bring a prayer and things that you want, bring something to the ocean, a fruit, no plastic bags or paper bags, because you are really polluting the water. But just bring the uh, fruit, watermelon, uh, you can bring uh, pears, you know, whatever you in your heart want to bring. I say fruit, go with your inner spirit and give thanks to them because, um, you know, with them, all is well. Uh, Queen Yvette, would you like to add something to that? Uh, no, she kind of covered it all. I was, as, 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 as yeah, I was talking, I was thinking about how we go to the Detroit River here and do, and do exactly what she just said. Okay. Mm. It, it's so amazing to me how we can incorporate certain things, how everything is just connected. It, everything really is just connected. And when you look at it from that point, you know, because a lot of people have trouble processing certain things because they're limited to their belief system, right? But if we look at it from an aspect of, the natural order, it will kind of work itself into your belief system. It just depends mm-hmm. on that person's ability to perceive what's going on around them and how they're going to adapt. And it's almost like that's as simple as magic is, really. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you'll only be excluded by yourself. Because it's that natural. Everyone has an affinity on some level, some capacity to manifest things, to tap into the all. So when we find ourselves at a block, that's a self-imposed block because nature does not discriminate. You know, like the moon doesn't pick and choose who it's going to work for. (laughs) The energy, shall I say. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Water, the ocean doesn't say, you know, no, 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 you, yeah, okay, you know, 
it's you that is, is determining what you can do, how you're able to tap in. So just reading this and then hearing um, what Queen Yvette and Queen Mother Ia has just said, it all clicks in my mind. So there's so many things that we do naturally. It just comes natural to us. But it's not until other people speak on it that you realize just how much you are in tuned on a universal level because you may have been doing something already. I'm pretty sure there's some of you out there who are already planning to work with water. You know, like me, myself, I have bottled seawater from a vacation I went on, and I always keep that handy when I want to work with certain energies, you know. Um, tonight would be that night, obviously, after what we just heard. You know, I can't get to an ocean. A lot of us can't get to an ocean. So this is where I wonder, where would you improvise? Like, would some of you take water and add sea salt and and transmute the energy with your thoughts, with your intentions? How are you going to invoke, um, like Queen Yvette said, to draw, to, you know, to say this is what I want, this is what I'm bringing to me, you know, this is what I would like to manifest in my life, you know, and that type of thing. So that's a suggestion for you. Maybe you want to, you can't get to the ocean, you don't have seawater, so what are you going to do? I would take some sea salt and create my own seawater. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would work from there. So don't feel despair. You know, don't think you, don't be despaired because you're like, oh, I don't have these things. And that goes back to, you know, where where do we begin when it comes to ritual, and where does it end? Where does our magic begin, and where does it end? Where do our intentions come into play? You know, where do you put more of your emphasis? Is it do you obsess over the ritual? Or are you taken over by the by the sheer splendor of the magic itself? You know, try never to be so limited to your materials or your location or the moon phase or all these things should be an asset to what already resides within you, which is magic. They don't determine whether you're capable of manifesting your divine self and tapping into the all, they are, they are just assets that go along with you. You are the magic, your spirit, your intention, your passion, your love, even your rage, whatever it is. All of that can be, you know, worked with and manipulated because it's energy we're talking about here. And other things lend themselves to our energy. You don't want to lend yourself to something else because you're giving up your control. You want these things to lend themselves to the divine you and what you're bringing about. You know, so don't think because you don't know about the moon, you can't work with it. You know, it's all in your mind. It's all in you. So you have to open up your mind and you have to, there's such a vast amount of possibilities when you're dealing with um, what you're willing to uh, acknowledge, you know, and this is part of our everyday magic. It's not just tonight. It's going to be tomorrow morning when you get up. What are you going to do? 
you know, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening. You have your waning moon, you have your waxing moon, you have your new moon, you have your full moon. (laughs) All these different moons. But in the middle of all of that, there's you. You are the center of it all. So never lose touch with that when you're doing your rituals and you're invoking. I don't have to wait for a specific moon phase if I want to go down to the ocean, and I'm sure a lot of you on the line can relate to that, and you want to work with certain energies or you have certain deities, you know, certain spirits. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Queen Mother, are all the lines open? Because I'm sensing that there are multiple people on. Yes, multiple people are on. All the lines are open. Okay. Um, Is there anyone else? out there that would like to add on to what we're discussing? About the moon, no. I'm just looking out the window watching this whiteout. We're having more snow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where, Where are you located? located? Detroit. Oh, okay. oh, my goodness. Yeah, this is Motown Witch. You didn't realize who this was? Yes, I did. I did, but when you started speaking again, I was like, is this someone different? Yeah, <laughs> no. Seven, I was like, 517. It wasn't until she said Yvette, then I knew. <laughs> yeah, I so knew finally, we got the goddess Yvette. on here. Motown with. Yes. You a hot mess. You working and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it finally, it's finally slowing down. My car is covered again. So just looking outside. We really being blasted in the Midwest. Ooh, it's horrible. Yvette, what yeah. kind of um, energy are you picking up from your snow? It's leaving a film. I saw the thing. Someone posted online about that setting it on fire, and I saw it a little bit too late. But mm-hmm. um, it left a, a really thick residue on my windshield. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not quite getting it because, you know, um, uh, there's a company that plows our lot um, here and everything, and it plows, but it's something with the snow that's just, it's like not, um, you know how usually the snow kind of beats down and wears down when people walk over it? Yes. This is not doing yes. that. It's not doing that Same as thing easily. Here. Same thing here. It's, it's almost compressed um, here, and like I said, when my son attempted to burn it with the lighter, it burnt like styrofoam, and the smell yeah. made me ill. I was like, what is that? You know, like plastic or something, a chemical type of smell? And I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe it. I saw yeah, for the residue it left on my windshield, it. it's something. I'm sorry? Yeah, and I'm saying I don't understand that. I saw the, I saw the video where people were using blow torches. <laughs> All man is a fire. And I was like, I'm going to try it because this could be a hoax. And sure enough, we were just, we were just in awe. Like, not a drop fell off of this snowball. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, going to have me taking, taking one of my lighters outside with me now when I go. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I said, let's put some snow in a container and put it away. And we'll come back to it in a couple of months and see what the deal is with this snow. You know, but I was like, wow. this is just crazy. I wish I had someone that works in the lab, because I'd be like, can I tell you a portion of this and you tell us what we're dealing with? It reminds me of when people put lighters, you know, from 
from people, from companies fracking around their homes, and they hold the lighter up to the kitchen faucet and it shoots out fire. Yeah. Oh. You know, from the water. So, you know, it reminds me of that type of tampering with nature, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, the reason I asked you is because, you know, I usually, if it rains, I call it rain harvesting. So I do spells with rain. So what I do, um, I'll either set a container outside, but if I want something really powerful that really vibrates on a high level, I'll collect it from the trees. And I have this um, this thing I do where I approach the tree, I greet the, the tree, I pay the tree respect, and I acknowledge the ancestors that dwell there. And then I ask permission to collect the water from the leaves. So I wait a little while and I see what kind of feeling I get. You know, you kind of know, you can feel the energy, which means mm-hmm. approach or get the hell away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so when it's cool to approach, you know, I do my collecting and it's so funny because my neighbors are always like, oh, there's that crazy witch lady, you know, doing her thing again. I think that's so funny. <laughs> but anyway, I collect my water and I'll come in and depending on what energy, some rain brings rage to me. Some rain brings hope. You have this overwhelming sense of hope and, and optimism. Some rain is almost like a sedative, one of those type of downfalls where you can't even keep your eyelids open. And depending on what the energy is that evening, I'll bottle the water and I'll use it for whatever spell coincides with that energy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of the time for me, the rain makes me feel comforted. I feel safe. I feel at peace. I feel balanced. And I'll use that water um, for myself or my clients, like when I'm doing a protection spell. Um, it could be an elixir or something they apply to the outside of themselves. Or I'll use it um, in a healing spell because it's, almost, it's, it's usually accompanied with a nurturing type of vibration. So I'll use it for healing and that type of thing. When there's something negative going on, and like if I'm trying to dispel negativity or entity, whatever the case it is, a curse, whatever, I'll use that rain to me that has that energy of fierceness, you know, mm-hmm. of aggression and that type of thing. So basically that's why I asked you about the energy of your snow because I wanted so desperately to collect this snow. I thought it was beautiful. But something just wasn't right. I was Yeah, something's not right. I haven't – usually I have bowls out all the time. I collect rainwater as well. And Mm -hmm. I I agree with what you're saying because I make war water with the rainwater that's collected during a thunderstorm. Mm -hmm. But this Mm -hmm. year I've not set out anything. I've not wanted to even touch it. I want nothing to do with it. It's just, it's like off-putting to me. Yeah. You see, something, you know, and I want everyone that's listening out there tonight, this has a lot to do with, because a lot of you have the ability to discern um, what's going on around you. You just doubt yourself, you know, but you usually get a sense, especially my witches out there, you get a sense of what is going on. I had went on vacation in Panama Beach, and I was so enthused to get in the water with my daughter and, 
you know, and, and do some blessing and a couple of rituals in there. And when I tell you that water felt like oil to me, it felt like a, like a sludge was around me. And I couldn't bear to stand in the water, which is usually that's my element. I couldn't stand in there for more than five minutes. It's like the water literally said to me, get out. I don't appreciate what you people are doing to me. You're not welcome. You will not bless yourself in this. You know, it was like a suffering was going on. And this was in Panama Beach. So I think, is that body of water the Pacific Ocean? Panama Beach? No, that's the Atlantic. Is it? Oh, it was really bad. It was really bad. And then recently I went to St. Petersburg and I got in the water and it it, it didn't feel that way. It was like the complete opposite. So... Mother Earth talks to us, for those of us that want to listen. And she wants us to know when something's not right. And whether it be rain or sea, stream or lake or what have you, I'm talking about even the water that comes out of your shower head. You can kind of tell something, something's not going, you know, too good, you know. So, you know, just be mindful of things like that. Because we want to always flow with the nature of of what's going on around us. We never want to go against the grain. You know, we're trying to be um, at one or balanced with our environment, with our world, with our, you know, our planet and our universe and things of that nature. You know, so that that was pretty deep for me, you know. But I wonder how many other people are feeling that way. You know, so I had to modify my spells for tonight. I don't know if many of you out there are doing the same as well. You know, I have a lot of orders for different products, and I was all hyped up about using a, a snow. But, um, no, I'm going to have to go a different direction this evening, you know. Ia, do you see any other familiar numbers on the line? Uh, you know what? Uh, let me see. Really, I'm not. Uh... I know Sherry was supposed to be calling in this evening as well, and I think that's nine one four. Is that nine one four, um, Nancy? Yeah. Hold on a minute. You mean Sherry's okay. number? No, I was wondering if she was on. Did you see a nine one four, um, Ia? No, I don't see nine one four. I see nine zero three. Uh. Okay, she's probably not on. She's probably not on yet. Okay, just wondering. We have 90344. Speak up. Speak up. Share with us. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, 0720 dropped. But uh, they, they call back in. I don't know. Block to mm-hmm. a queen. Drop call. But um, <clears throat> you those of you well, that Nadia? Yes. Hey. It's Chelsea. Hey. I had something really quick because I was going back to, well, first of all, am I echoing? No. Okay. Um, I heard somebody earlier asking about, you know, um, what to do on this, this black moon. Um, and I heard Mother Ia, you know, say that it's for removal, which is what I was going to reiterate. 
is that it is for the removal of the negative energy and for releasing and banishing. And so I had a few um, essential oils or herbs on a few topics um, that people just might want to get rid of along with, you know, their well wishes. Um, Do I have a a minute or so to say something about that? Okay, sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to use the most common herbs that you can find around the house. So while you're doing, say, if you have a black candle, doing your black candle and asking for these things to be removed, um, if you have these scents or oils or foods or something, to use these with it. Um, If it's a health issue, um, if you've got pine or eucalyptus or lavender, you could put that with your candle. Um, if it's a love issue, maybe some cinnamon or mm-hmm. jasmine or peppermint. Okay. If it's a career or job issue, you can use a vanilla or sage or mint. Hmm. Um, if it's okay. a woman's issue, like for some reason here the last few days, every woman I know has been having ridiculous cramps. This this time, people that wow. don't get cramped during this cycle, it's like all the women I've run into, they're cramping really bad. Yes. Um, yes. And the periods were really heavy this time. But um, for women's issues, if you've got orange or pine or rose. Do um, Oh, I'm sorry. And for I'm men's sorry. If you're having a no, male issue. I heard issue. someone as well. Oh. Who was on? I don't know. Oh, okay, if it's a male issue, if you have um, cedar, which is usually kind of available, or jasmine. Mm-hmm. And on the mm-hmm. last part of this, if it's a spirituality issue, if you're fighting within yourself or you're just having some bad spiritual issues, some negative energies, um, Sage, of course, is always a staple. Jasmine, frankincense, or gardenia. Okay. I hope everyone's taking this down because this is something that you can keep in mind and you can research yourself. You know, not just with this show, I recommend with any show for you to do the research. Okay? And there's plenty of literature out there. Um, You can even go to your local library. You know, I'm sure if you look in probably metaphysics, um, you'll see a couple of things, herbology, and, you know, you can kind of look around in different categories, but do the research and find out what different things that you can utilize in your pursuit of practicing your magic. Uh, So all of this good information. Are you getting this from a specific um, book? Um. I've got it in several books, actually, but there's uh, one specific book um, that actually has to do with your moon ritual, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Moon Spells, and the author, her first name is Diane, it's D-I-A-N-E, mm-hmm. and her last name is a difficult one, it's Alquist, but let me spell it for you, it's a, H as in horse, L as in lemon, Q as in quit, 
U I S T. Okay. So you can get that. I don't think it's very. It's like ten dollars. Hmm. Okay. And it has a few things. It has some colors that it kind of. It's like really simple stuff that you're new to this. It can at least give you the basics. I'm gonna um, share something with every everyone in relation to what um, was just shared with us by with us by Queen Chastity. So what I have here it says magic is concerned with the conversion of universal energies into practical frequencies that can be utilized according to the needs of the occasion. So let's stop there just for a moment. That's what we're talking about doing when we're using candles, fire, earth, wind, water, elements, you know, silver, gold, um, iron. Um, Also, when you're talking about herbs, it can be from nettle to mugwort to, um, like she said, jasmine or cedarwood, all these different things. What we're doing is we're converting a universal energy into a practical frequency so that we can utilize it in accordance with what it is we're trying to do. So this is this is really deeper than what a lot of people think we're just sitting around, you know, and that everything is based on hearsay or these this is when you're practicing your magic, don't think that that is separate from you being almost a scientist. To say you call yourself a spiritualist or a witch or an obia woman or whatever title you pick, think about what it is that we do. We heal. We counsel. We cleanse. We balance. We put things back into their natural order. Or we invoke, we draw, or we dispel. It's almost like a mother where they say, well, what are the jobs of a mother? What the better question is, what isn't the job of a mother? So what isn't the job of a witch or a spiritualist or a magician or an alchemist or whatever it is that you're doing? You're working with so many things, and a lot of these things are scientifically based. Facts. So don't think you're always dealing in the um, with the uh, the imaginary. Oh, oh, this is all in my mind. No, there is a science to what it is that we do, and it's not meant to be taken lightly, because like with anything, when you're working with manipulating energies and 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 different working with different entities and deities, for those that do that, all of this should be something taken seriously. You know, and acknowledge your power, because if you're working with these things, you're powerful. And if you've never studied, you're a natural. You know, so give yourself some credit. Sometimes we need that, especially when we're dealing with magic, which is taboo, and it's been made, to be such a joke in society. Our roles in our communities as practitioners has been made a mockery of by so many different venues 
you know, you have to really be aware and sure of your power because you are doing things. Study, you know, build up your your uh, your knowledge base, and definitely every day, more important to me than practical knowledge, such as what you read in a book or you receive from um, from a teacher or an advisor or a mentor, whatever it is where you get your info. What's most important is your capability to exercise wisdom. To me, wisdom trumps knowledge. I know plenty of people that are very knowledgeable on certain things, but unfortunately they lack the ability to reason. <laughs> so basically what they do is mimic and echo. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can draw real power from that. You know, so hopefully you're acknowledging that you are so much more than the person who lights a candle or speaks a spell or invokes, you know, an energy or that type of thing. You're so much more than that. So be aware of that. You know, you have unlimited potential. Um, the other part to the passage that I was reading, it says these energies in themselves are totally neutral. You get that. They're not evil and they're not good. They're neutral. We shape and fashion the nature of whatever it is we're working with. So if you find something to be negative and evil, it's probably you. I see. You keep having ill results. You, If you keep drawing the wrong thing in your rituals or whatever it is that you're doing, then most likely that energy resides within you. You are the originator. Now, I'm not saying there aren't things out there that aren't bad, but we're not talking about those things. We're talking about the energy, the leaf, the rock. You know, unless those objects have been already infused with the energy from something else. So can you get an object that's cursed, that was probably neutral before? Yes. I can go and pick up, uh, let's say, uh, a crystal. And And this crystal, since it's come into my life, nothing but bad stuff has happened. That's why it's so important to cleanse your crystals when you get them. You don't know who's been handling what. That goes for your book. I say anything for the most part. You know, you infuse it with your own energy. I smoke things out or I cleanse them whatever way I cleanse them, and then I infuse them with my energy, and I ask for the balance, peace, and protection and harmony of that object, what already resided in that object because of what it is. But, um, yeah, can you get something and you be like, this is real negative or ever since it's come in my house, nothing but bad stuff has been happening or I, have, I haven't been feeling good since I've, you know, been wearing this. I had someone, another practitioner, uh, send me something. They insisted I needed this object, right? And they told me they were blessing it and doing this and that and the other. So I said, fine, you know, and I let them send it to me, and I never, I didn't use it for a long time. I came across it when going through my, because I'm a hoarder when it comes to magical items. So when I'm going through my collection of, of things, I came across it, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put this, 
you know, this necklace on. You know, I had just finished reading about the stone. When I tell you, not only did it felt like I was on fire, it felt like somebody had set an anvil on my chest. So, of course, I had to automatically take it off and get ri- I got rid of it. I could have probably cleansed it, but I decided to get rid of it. But I'm bringing this up to say to you, I don't think it was the stone, the amethyst within itself that was bad. I think whoever handled it was not well. They had some issues. You know, I, I don't think they cursed it. I think just unfortunately when they thought they were, they were trying to do something nice for me, but they probably had some serious things going on. And unfortunately, it transferred over to the object, which I then received. So, you know, when we're talking about things, um, they start off neutral. So magic isn't about evil, you know, if you're not evil, if your intent is not wicked. You know, so just, just be aware of that. It says, okay, these energies in themselves are totally neutral, having no affiliation with any belief. So I don't care what you call yourself, Wiccan, Pagan, Christian, Muslim, Jew, whatever you call yourself. The energy that we're speaking of has no affiliation with any of those titles. So that's not going to be a factor either. Um, Okay, with any belief, system, or personality, either here on earth or anywhere in the cosmos, their manifestation at the magical level being colored entirely by the nature and intention of the user. All right, so that's basically just reaffirming what I just said. You know, so that's something to take into consideration as well. So you really have no, to approach with caution and to approach with fear are two different things. You know, and I do not see any reason that we should approach our power and our ability to tap into various forces and our ability to manipulate these forces into working in harmony with our desired results. I don't think that fear should be a factor. I think that would change whatever it is we're doing, you know. So that that's something to just think about and take in because I come across so many witches out there that are, quote, unquote, in the closet, you know, and they're fearful of not just other people's perception of them, but they still seem to retain a little bit of that indoctrination that they grew up with that said, Magic is evil. You know, so you definitely, you know, if you're walking around with that inside of you, that's something that you're going to have to resolve because it's going to affect how you manifest. It's going to uh, uh, manifest your desires. It's going to affect um, the things that you produce. And you don't want those things tainted by fear. And one of the best ways to get rid of fear, I think the... The opposite of fear is wisdom. The wiser you are, the less you fear. Not even the more you know. 
because, again, we're de- you're talking about knowledge. I don't think it's about that because some of us don't know certain things. I'm just talking about your wisdom. You're able to, your ability to, to discern the higher um, meaning and the higher value of different things than what's going on around us, the ability to vibrate on a higher level. You know, so I wanted to put that out there. Two of my favorite um, authors and practitioners, um, Dion Fortune and Murray Hope. Those I definitely recommend that you look into the works of those two people. It, it, it takes things to a whole another level. And I've shared a lot of other books and authors with you guys. I like to get a little bit of everything. I don't just stay with my spell books. I go into um, science, physics, um, quantum physics, quantum kinetics, um, all kinds of different things because I think magic is all of that. You know, it's it's all of that stuff. And I feel so much more grounded and rooted knowing that there are other bases that um, – validate what I knew instinctively, like it's rooted in other areas. That just makes me feel better. That doesn't have to be the case for everyone, but for me, I've always felt that way. I love to do something, see it work, and then realize, what, this is in this book too? And Oh, science says this, or physics, it's part of physics? Oh, wow. So I get really excited about all of that because I think that helps a lot of people that doubt their ability or question the origin of the knowledge or the power that comes with it. So that's pretty cool to have that stuff as well, you know, in your repertoire of why I do this or how did I know how to do this or why did it work. You know, so that's something great for you guys to keep in mind. Um, I don't want to do all the talking tonight, so, okay, anyone out there have anything to add to that? Has anyone done any uh, spells recently that, um, you know, just took their, their knowing to another level now as far as knowing what your capabilities are? You know, I definitely want to say that I've been a practicing witch uh, maybe, let me see, my daughter is 35 on on uh, Monday, and I've been practicing since she was eight. So that is like 27 years I've been practicing. I must say that everything that I ask for has been given to me, and my spells have worked, even though... I have not been faithful to them. They have still been put in the universe. So I like what you said about responsibility, about using wisdom. Um, I I think very early on, uh, I used magic for power-based things. And, you know, as I got older, I began to see that it really is about responsible use of the power, and we as women that bleed every month, 
And even mm-hmm. when you stop bleeding, you still bleed every month because you go through those same changes with the moon. You mm-hmm. are powerful, powerful beyond belief. And using your energy for a spell making world manifest success for you. And you just got to keep a record of what you do. You know, write down your spells and, you know, look at it over time because some spells manifest right away and some take time to manifest. And it's with patience that we're able to really get those spells to work for us and work Mm -hmm. for the people we love. If we're trying to change somebody's mind and stuff, you could do that, but it doesn't feel good inside. Especially for the person who's being affected. Now, see, that is tied to something else I was um, studying, which is the ego and the archetype. Okay. You you know, so, okay, it says, like, um, here's an example. Just as method actors who play murderers must not identify so closely with their role that they actually kill someone, so you, as a magician, must retain some sense of personal identity when you assume the God form. Otherwise, you run the risk of confusing your own ego with the energy of the archetype you are invoking which can lead to some serious psychological problems. To delusions of grandeur or megalomania, for instance. Huh. So, <laughs> let's say I decide to work with the energy of a specific beauty, right? Let's say I want to work with the baron of the graveyard. If I'm not careful and I lose my identity in working with that particular entity, energy, deity, whatever you deem it. I think that's where you have those people that walk around, um, how can I say, where the lines are blurred as opposed to who they are and what they're working with. You know, because we all have that, that God form inside of us. God is form. You know, but you have to be careful when you're working with certain energy because you don't want to lose yourself. You know, or like some of us, like me, I, I work a lot with my ancestors. But I have to be very careful because I don't want anyone to take up residence in me. And I become just a bag of skin, you know, and I'm being animated by something that no longer is meant to dwell here in the flesh form. You know, you so I, I, I don't know what you think of that, Queen Mother. I didn't hear you, darling. I said, what do you think of that as far as us um, with you our, you know, having to do with our egos and things of that? How have you maintained yeah, not losing you yourself in the 20-something-odd years of your practice? Because I know you do work with deities. Well, for one thing is that I maintain control. I am control of me. 
I'm a vessel and a medium for the ancestor's word, but I always have control. If something comes up or a, um ancestor or spirit comes up that is negative, I immediately dismiss it, and I take back control of it to call my honorable ancestors. I don't just dismiss it. I actually uh, try to raise that spirit higher, you know, mm-hmm. by invoking the power of the light in that spirit's life so that they can move on. Because there are a lot of spirits that are here on the visible side are working with people to aggravate them and use them, and they especially take control of children. When you see children with multiple personalities, they got their own world that they done developed and stuff. These are children that need, you know, cleansing from the ancestors. They need those spirits that are messing with them to rise up higher. And Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that we live in a society that has downgraded uh, and, and, and you know, decimated the African spiritual traditions because many of them could help those children release those spirits that are plaguing and making mm-hmm. them create. So a lot of them get children, you know, and it's very uh, fortunate when you're a child that you call on spirits that, you don't let them take over your life. You know, you might allow them to take the front end if you're being abused or whatever, but just taking over your life and walking as them is when you know that 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 person has psychological issues or whatever. Those are spirits Mm -hmm. that they're allowed to take over. But um, you got to definitely do many cleansings. You got to clean yourself very good. You smoke. Sage is very good to clean yourself. Uh, You Mm -hmm. do a bath, milk, coconut milk, regular milk. You know, um, I do um, the uh, carnation milk. So I put in different forms of milk, goat milk, you know. So Mm -hmm. I, I. the ingredients of three, five, seven, all the odd numbers. So if I'm going to do a bath, I'm going to do a bath with three ingredients of either one. Anything that is a um, odd number. So I'll clean myself, and that's when I'll ask Obatala to clear the air, clear the um, spirits around me so that I am at peace, they are at peace, and then do my magic, whatever I want to occur. And this month, I definitely end a lot of things that I've been doing that is not conducive to my life. Okay. Hmm. Goddess Yvette, do you have any recommendations for um, practitioners, especially those just starting out, as far as making sure that they don't uh, become imbalanced, so to say, and that either they don't, you know, their ego doesn't start to uh, corrupt the work it is that they're doing and the things that they're working with? Hmm. I guess I reflect what EI just said about knowing yourself and being comfortable with yourself because I work with my ancestors every day and every night. 
you know, I am uh, baptized in Vudum, so I have my various altars set up, but I do my rituals and such, and I talk to who I talk to and work with who I work with, but I know not to let them take over. Mm-hmm. But they cannot be nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I know I hear a lot of people that, um, I remember I, I was talking with several practitioners, and they were like, oh, you let your ancestors do walkthroughs? You're stupid. You're crazy. You know, that type of thing. And I'm, I just was thinking to myself, I wonder what experiences they've had. Like, for me, one of my ancestors coming through, oh, I do wonderful work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't lose, I'm still there. But I'm conscious to a degree where I let, uh, I don't know how to put it, like a natural flow of energy take place. And I may have an, an ancestor who is very skilled in, let's say, kitchen magic. You know, that cooking up uh, and invoking through their food and different things of that nature. And it's an ancient wisdom that they walk with, you know, this knowledge that my ancestors have. So I'll get in there and I'm playing my music and my drums and I'm, you know, I'm concentrating and I'm getting into the zone. And before I know it, I'm with Didi so-and-so or Didi blah, 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 and we're cooking. And when yes. it's all said and done, it's magnificent what has been created. And I, I know that it was an that a ancient couple months ago. I'm sorry, go ahead. So you can relate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my boyfriend and my son uh, got to, got their heads together and decided they wanted me to cook some oxtails and some other stuff. I haven't eaten beef in 27 years. And oh. somehow or other, I talked to my grandmother. She has an altar in my kitchen. And mm. out came the oxtail with the gravy and everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly. You know, and then part of the reward is seeing the effect that that magical cooking or conjuring, you know, as some may call it, what it does. You know, mm-hmm. because I always cook with the spirit of wanting health, and healing to mm-hmm. those that I'm preparing meals for, you know. So it's wonderful to watch them eat it and yes. to say, I feel this way, I feel that way, thank you. And there's a peace and a harmony that's present. And you know it's a divine energy presence that you mm-hmm. on your own did not do. You can almost sense the um, ancient power that's present there that works through you. So for some, they think it's taboo, you know, to do different things. But, no, I, you know, again, I think that probably goes back to the nature of us. Mm-hmm. You know, are we starting off negative or, or what's our intent? What is our essence? If our essence I think the fact that, we, that this is our life and we kind of live our magic, it's not something that we visit on Sunday or whatever, right. I think that makes a big difference. I know I also talked to my, I've been talking to my son. My son has been in this uh, against his will, so to speak, because I've, I've never hidden anything I've done. I've, my, my altars mm-hmm. have always been visible. And he's 26, but he got into some legal problems, and last month he was going to court and everything, and I, you know, you know, lit my candles and, and sat at my ancestor altar asking him, you know, to, to do what they do for him or whatnot. And he ended up getting, you know, what he wanted, which was not jail time for one thing. And it okay. all just happened to happen, and it all culminated 
on my grandfather's the, the the anniversary of my grandfather's death. And I told and my grandfather was very excited about him being born. So I I told him, I said, You need to stop right there because he had came over. I'm like, You need to stop right there in front of the altar. You need to acknowledge your grand your great grandfather right now. Yes. So, yes. You know, and, and everybody thinks I'm crazy, but it's okay. He's used to it. He knows what to do. He knows how right. to placate. He right. Do what I said do. Well, I, I have many people who uh, publicly proclaim me insane. But when in my presence, they'll ask me for discernment on certain things or or they'll just enjoy who I am. Even if they're not mm-hmm. saying I want spiritual work, they still find me sane enough to tell their issues to and seek mm-hmm. advisement or, or healing. Because a lot of people come to us seeking healing, and they don't realize that that's what they're doing when they lay certain things at our feet, mm-hmm. certain troubles and trials and tribulations. You know, I tell a lot of people, you know, on some subconscious level, you know I'm proactive in helping people. I'm not big on just saying to someone, how's your day going? If I ask you how your going, it's because I'm genuinely concerned as to what's going on with you. And should right. you need my help, should you ask for it, I'll be there for you. You know, so that's a big thing. You know, and us as spiritualists, we tend to lend ourselves to things automatically because that's our nature. You know, we Yeah, my house is the wine house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No, what have you? I didn't hear you. What did you say? No, I said my house is the wine house. So what you just said is exactly it. Everybody calls me when there's something mm-hmm. they need to get off their chest or deal with, and they end up with a mm-hmm. bottle of wine on my couch, on the porch, somewhere near me, and they just talk it out. Do you think that that is one of the signs of a healer when people don't realize that that's what they are? Mm, you, you know, I didn't realize that that's what really people did with me until some one of my close one of the, one of my close brother friends pointed it out to me. He pointed mm. out to me. He goes, it, it's, "It's that it's that energy that you have. You have mama energy." Yes, I've been told the same thing, and and that's when when um, why when Ia started to teach me about Yemoja, and she would say, "You know, you're a daughter of Yemoja." I didn't know what that meant until she started to describe certain things, and then I realized that that was me she was describing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I fit the quote-unquote profile, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I was like, wow, and and that made me want to learn more. Mm-hmm. You know, that definitely made me want to learn more. But again, we come across things that reinforce what's probably been going on all along. We just didn't know how to categorize it. You know, um, I always tell people this. When we say witch, I was like, that's such an infantile term. That's a brand-new word compared to the ancient, original energy that exists. So someone will say, oh, you think you, do you classify yourself as a witch? And I'm like, yeah, that's one of the words. That's mm-hmm. you. 
you know, but I try to take them into what does that mean because it means different things to different people. Like that series that just went off, um, American Horror Coven. Mm-hmm. I followed the show because it was entertaining to me. I followed the show because it breached that taboo topic to be a little disconcerting as far as the portrayal of certain things are so far-fetched, you know. Mm-hmm. But, again, we're talking about Hollywood. So, you know, they do what they do. That's what they're supposed to be doing is, you know, bringing it to us but in a distorted manner so as to desensitize people, you know, um, and also to activate and trigger dormant genes and thoughts in others. So it's a dynamic that takes place there. It depends on the individual. But that, and then there's an explosion I've never seen on, like, Facebook, for instance, of all these witch pages. Mm-hmm. And if you go to different pages, you see different things, which lets you know it means something different to different people. And a lot of people associated with their uh, particular um, ethnicity, you know, they'll come up with different things um, or they'll try to discredit certain things. You know, you kind of you kind of got to... Um, discern what you're coming across and what I always tell people, take what you need and leave the rest. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's going to apply definitely with us practitioners as we grow and evolve. We're going to take what we need and leave the rest because in essentially what we are, who we are, and what we're doing has been here since the beginning of time, which I think is eternal. You know, so we're we're really part of something that always was and always will be, you know, and I think that's such an honor. It's such a wonderful thing. So I can't be in the closet about it because that's like me hiding the fact that I have wings. I'm like, look, I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I look at being magical. Like, why would you want to pretend you're not? Like, that's so wonderful that you are even open to your power. When everybody right. else looks at you and you're persecuted for that, you know, like, oh, but, you know, I understand for it's scary for some people, you know. Yeah, but it is. I'm My whole family is big. They think I need an exorcism. <laughs> yeah. My family now, they're starting to, it's funny because they'll bring me things from outside. Like, maybe you can use this in your stuff, you know, and I always laugh because, you know, that makes me feel good. That I was going to say, well, that's very accepting. That means they're they're accepting it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my children, are all four, they want to be taught. You know, they want to develop what it is that they do. Because I let them know when they do something, I'm like, you know, that's not common and that's not typical. And you're gifted, you know. And I always tell them that. And most of the time, they're like, yeah, teach me more. And they have access to my books. Most of my books. There's some of my books that I don't let anyone touch. But for the most part, you know, they have access to those things. And I love it. Like when my son was eight, um, a relative of ours had lost a child, and he approached his cousin, who was also eight, and told him what crystal would help him to grieve and heal, <laughs> which floored me. Because I'm like, oh, that was so wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's my baby, 
you know, and I didn't even know that that stayed with him like that. He read it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he retained it and actually processed it and then had the wisdom of when to apply that. I say. Absolutely blown away. You know, so that let me know, like, yeah, you really have to be on point about what you expose them to. Mm-hmm. They really are sponges. They soak it all up. Yeah, but, I mean, it's amazing when your child soaks up magic. <laughs> you know, an eight-year-old <laughs> metaphysician. <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting nice. to do it all over again with my, with my youngest grandson. I spent a lot of time with him. We're getting to go through this again. He's learning what not to touch right now, though, because he's only he's yeah, almost two. Yeah, that's so. right. Oh, my son does that, too. Uh, he'll walk in the house and be like, there's something outside. I didn't pick it up because I didn't know. Will you come take a look at it? <laughs> I'm coming, you know, but he knows, you know, he knows. So it, it really is great. I can't wait till my girls are old enough, you know, where we can really be practical and you know, I, I'm I'm thinking that's going to be my first official. I'm talking about two blue covers. Excuse me, uh, goddesses. I just want to say that we're going to be cut off right now from the live show. If you're listening, listen to the uh, archives for the end of the show. Uh, we love you for listening. We thank you. I want to send a special shout out to. And uh, ask her why she didn't speak. <laughs> uh, we all should speak on this call because this show is about all of us. It's about everyday magic. So God bless you, those of you that are listening online. And we will talk next week, Ashe. Ashe. And for those who are staying online, um, I, I'm not going to keep anybody online too long. I figured maybe I can get in two readings. So if there's anyone that wants a brief reading, now mind you, if I mean, if you're looking for something extensive or something specific to be done, you're on the line with several practitioners. So I'm going to give you my information and I'm going to ask Goddess Yvette to also share with you because she is also uh, a witch, you know, which means she does everything. <laughs> so, um, um, I don't do know. readings, though, not, not yet. Okay. So she'll let you know what she does do and how you can contact her. So I'm going to let you guys know first and foremost. Uh, my name is Nadia Amunet Hotep Clayhar, and you can find me on Facebook. You can um, inbox me if you're interested in getting anything done, reading, um, etc. cetera. Um, also, you can go to www dot young living dot org backslash Nadia N A D I A Clayhar C L A H A R if you're interested in getting therapeutic grade essential oils to use in your work for my practitioners or just for those who are interested in living a healthier life, I suggest this to you because one, they're therapeutic grade and um, I've given a breakdown before. There's a difference between therapeutic grade, pure, and aromatherapy. As a practitioner, myself, as a person that 
does different type of things. I choose to use therapeutic growth because it's safe uh, um, other than the, unless the oil specifies do not ingest. But for the most part, um, like let's say lemon, right, or, or uh, like the sister said earlier, cedarwood. These are things, they're pure, pure in essence, and I don't mean politically pure, because when you buy other oils that claim to be pure, in reality, by law, they only have to put 5% pure oil in the bottle. So the other 95% of your oil that you're using is who knows what, okay? And it may... To me, if it's not safe enough to ingest, then you probably not want to rub it in your body either. And if you're buying an oil that says it's pure, but it says used for aromatherapy only, that's your hint that it's not pure. Orange oil should be able to be digested. Lemon, lavender, even frankincense, even myrrh, pure therapeutic grade, you can take it orally. There's other healing properties to these oils. And then a lot of us do not have access to the herbs for our spells. So what's more convenient? We are new age witches. You know, some of us cannot get to the forest to uh, um, forest our own uh herbs and plants and trees and things of that nature. So we look for the things that we can get, you know, And um, but we would still like it to be safe and potent. So, again, that goes back to you have access to these different things. Um, so you can go to www.youngliving.org backslash Nadia Clayhar, and once you go to products, you're going to see an array of things but you're going to really flip over the oils, which you can use to dress your candles, um, add to your incense. You can even make elixirs for yourself or people that you're doing work for. You know, just an array of things. It's going to blow your mind when you see it because I was like in heaven as a witch when I saw that. I was like, I got to get a bottle of everything. That's my goal, to accumulate a bottle of everything. (laughs) So that's one way. You can also reach me through the Yoruba House of Worship via Facebook. And you can um, inbox any requests, you know, if you're looking for me to do any work or things of that nature. And we'll go from that point on as far as payment and appointments and, and such and such. So, okay, just wanted to put that out there. And hopefully by next week I will have a business line because I do a lot of readings over the phone. So I'm going to have a specific number that we can work with, um, and I'll be making that available next week. So I'm done, and I'm going to hand it over to Goddess Yvette. Oh, um, I can be reached on Facebook under Yvette uh, Motown Witch Willis, or I have also have a Motown Witch page on Facebook, and uh, the Motown Witch page has uh, my business number where you can reach me. Okay. Can you tell us some of the things that are available? Again. When are you going to do your show again? When I actually sit down long enough to be at, in one spot on a given day consecu- consistently. 
Goddess Yvette, can you share with them some of the things that are available? Um, I make, um, let's see, I do spell work, um, hoodoo, voodoo or hoodoo consultations, either or um, uh, soaps. I make herbal soaps, body butters, jewelry, spiritual jewelry, um, fertility dolls. Mm. Ask and I'll probably do it. <laughs> wow. Okay, you guys hear that? So now you have two of us on the line. Last week we had um, Goddess uh, Haru on, and mm-hmm. and she was she had a uh, yoni eggs. Goddess Baset uh, Haru, and she had her yoni eggs, and she also does work, and she made her uh, information. Available. She's on um, Facebook as well. Um, then there's uh, Sherry Hollis, who does Mind, Body, and Soul here on uh, on Blog Talk, and she's a life coach. She is a um, metaphysician. Um, so you can reach her as well on Facebook. She's Sherry Hollis. S-H-E-R-I-E, last name H-O-L-L-I-S. And the show, I'm assuming, Nancy, are you still with us? No, Nancy dropped. Okay. Um, The show is Mind, Body, Soul Connection. And that's on Blog Talk, and you can find her work as well. On Wednesdays at 7 o'clock. Yes, Wednesdays at 7. Um. Is there anyone out there, if you're still online, that would like a reading? Not yes. Oh. Yes? Yes. I would okay. also. Okay. Um, is there anything specific? Um, with somebody else first. Well, what... Uh, what no, no, you, you can, you can go you. first. For me, I've known about this semester in school this time. Because I'm finding it hard to be motivated this semester because I'm trying to do, you know, my spiritual work and do nursing school at the same time. So this is my last semester, and I just, I uh, I won't make it, or what do I need to do? Um, well, for, for starters, the first thing you need to do is to realize um, the correlation between your spiritual ascension and what you're doing um, academically with orthodox medicine because that's your path. You're meant to bridge the gap between the two, as I spoke on earlier, as far as realizing that, yes, we are spiritualists, we're metaphysicians, but we're also scientists. So you mm-hmm. are not just a witch doctor. You're going to be an orthodox practitioner of medicine as well because there will be those who are apprehensive as to seeking healing because you, you're not versed in one or the other. You know there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that are closed-minded, but they need that help. And you're going to be able to discern who you need to apply both to to get mm-hmm. the job done. 
so that it's it's all tied together what you're doing right now. And you will, you know, you're going to complete what you're doing. You know, definitely this year I spoke on that. You're going to you're going to reap the seeds of the harvest of the seeds that you've been planting as far as bringing about um this particular destiny that you've chosen to follow. Um also I see that you are still tethered to something or someone, and it's still draining. So you're still split. You have to break the ties to this person who has a diseased heart because they're feeding off of your life force, and that's why you're finding it somewhat difficult to pursue your destiny. You're still intertwined in certain ways in other areas. So you have to work on severing that, and I advise you to be careful in your magical endeavors because some of us, we, there are a lot of rituals and different things out there for us to do, but um, especially when they come to the breaking the tie, you have to be very conscious and aware of how you break the tie because if you do it in the wrong manner, you're left open for those ties to continuously be reestablished. So it's almost okay. Like it's almost like giving yourself amnesia. But the problem with giving yourself amnesia is that you're subject to repeat the same thing over and over again. So you want to consciously and purposefully sever the ties that bind you with this entity that is feeding off of you. Okay. Okay, so that's, that's something for you to really look into doing that. But, yes, your nursing... Your nursing is directly um, connected to your development as a spiritualist, and you're on track with both. Okay. You're on track with both. You know. You got to eat better, too. You're not eating right. So it's it's, it's having (laughs) problems with your mind. So you got to eat better. You might get you some uh, vitamins, start eating some whole food things, you know, really. Also, uh, the, person, the person that's feeding off of her is the person that is kind of um, ciphering her energy and life force. They don't eat properly. So that's another thing for you to be aware of. What are their characteristics that are manifesting themselves in you? Like, okay. I, sometimes I'll become ill, and I have to really sit down and evaluate that is not my sickness to claim. It's that of somebody I just healed or somebody because I'm also an empath. So that's somebody that's around me that's going through something, and literally their issues are manifesting themselves through my life. And if I'm unaware of that, if I'm unconscious of that, you know, I'll be thinking that there's things going on with me, and they're not going on with me. They're going on with the other person. Right. So if it doesn't make sense, if it's not logical, if you're feeling um, downtrodden and overwhelmed, but everything in your life is going good and more or less balanced, then that's not you. Okay. You see what I'm saying? There's no circumstances to support the emotional turmoil that you're going through. So you know that's the other person. I might be in my house fighting with my mate, and all things are going good with my mate, and then I have to realize, hold up, we have no reason to be arguing, but I know so-and-so that's been hanging around 
is quite miserable in their personal life. So I've probably picked up and tuned into their vibration, and it's spilling over. So always be conscious of that because you are an empath and because you can channel. You know, it's almost like mastering your craft because it can get out of control and it gets kind of reckless. But, right. you know, also in addition, sever, sever, you're going to have to really sever that connection in totally, okay. you know, so that it doesn't interfere with what it is that you're pursuing. But, yeah, graduating on time, everything, you're on track. As of right now, you're on track. Okay. Okay? Okay. Um, is there anybody else out there who would like a reading? Just really quick. Yes, yes I agree. Oh, sure, go Hello. ahead. <laughs> okay. If um, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Is it okay now? I can go ahead. Hello? Okay. Okay, yes. this is Virginia. Uh, Nadia, this is Chastity's mom. Oh, Queen Mother. Okay, <laughs> yes. how are you this evening? I'm doing wonderful. But I would like to know, well, you know I have an inherited business. Mm-hmm. And um, actually it's a few. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's you know, things have kind of changed because I have inherited business. Well, I've had to make some changes because, you know, things are just not like it used to be. And, mm-hmm. and um, well, of course, people don't like change. So right. I'm, getting a, I'm getting a lot of negativity from that, but I'm standing on what I believe and what I said I was going to do. So, but I want I want to get a reading from you to see how do, does it you know do, do you think that things are just going to end up fine or do I need to make a change or you know what do you think what do you think on that? Um, what is going to be um, instrumental in the transition of mm-hmm. what's going on with the businesses or your children? Okay. They're the key to breaching the old with the new. Mm-hmm. So that's the key. That's the okay. key with every business. They mm-hmm. have to become hands-on, involved in transitioning mm-hmm. the generations. Mm-hmm. Um, you hold hold fast to the traditional. You have okay. that wisdom as the elder. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to... You cannot do away with that because, no, then things are not going to work out. So that's that aspect of how you will continue mm-hmm. to prosper, you know. Okay. So you're going to have different dynamics going on in these businesses. Mm-hmm. If you have within your pyramid, you have something for everyone. You have a personality mm-hmm. to deal with every person seeking um, your seeking your help mm-hmm. or seeking to utilize the different trades that you make available to different okay. people. So that's key to you pulling it off. It's not mm-hmm. so much that you're moving into a new direction. You have the mm-hmm. means to keep the old and the new, therefore mm-hmm. making everybody happy. Okay. But you're seen as the person who is to... Um, bridge, how can I put it? You're meant to bridge the old way. Mm-hmm. 
they see you as the keeper of the old ways. Okay. So you've inherited that, even though mm-hmm. we know that you are old wisdom and new wisdom. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. but you may have to let your children step into the forefront mm-hmm. of being the new wisdom so that people will be more receptive because they're going to bring in this generation. Okay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So you be mm-hmm. the people of the old and let them be the keepers of the new. Okay. And, and, and present a united front. That way everybody's kind of comfortable and they don't feel in jeopardy. Okay. But All that's right. the key to it working. That's going to be the key. Because if mm-hmm. not, they are, like you said, there are a lot of people that are not willing to transition with you and you're in transition. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not willing to transition with you because that's not their path. Right. So that's fine. You don't have to make that aspect of yourself public to them, you know, because mm-hmm. we're talking about your business. So if mm-hmm. they want some, you know, if they want it presented in an, in an old-fashioned type of manner, give it to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, but those new ones, you're going to have mm-hmm. something for them. But okay. let, let your children be the face of your mm-hmm. new transition. Mhm. Okay. And that's how that's gonna work. Okay. Did that help a little? Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, be careful. Deception is around you, so you have to be careful because there's deception around you. So use your intuition yes. to, you know, really know who who is uh, coming from the truth and sincerity and other people or not. So you got to okay. use your intuition. Right, because right. That, uh-huh. You do have yes, I know you're, I know. I know she's aware of the sabotage, you know, intent mm-hmm. from certain people. Yes. You know, and, and those are the ones who are clinging to the old, some of them. Those are the okay. ones that don't appreciate the direction in which you're taking things. And you'll be able mm-hmm. to kind of discern where they're coming from. Because mm-hmm. their their approach is they want to see failure. Right, right. You know, they're not even open to positive dialogue. They just criticize and complain. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't have no positive suggestions or energy to bring to the table. But, see, their actions will, their actions will define them because they, they don't even right. know how to be tactful. They're just right. really loudmouth, obnoxious, opinionated. You see uh-huh. them, you know that. That's what you know, I've been like, running into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I call mm-hmm. them. I, I call them the Geraldines. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know the old yeah. days. Yeah. I'm right. I and, them. and it's the you people know. that are. It's not the young people so much. It's the older ones. You know, mm-hmm. they are just. They are just trying to, uh, like you said, mouthing off and. Don't see yeah. any positive, and they actually want me to fail. I can tell that too, you know. And well, so you're, that's you're why. A, uh, by nature, yeah. you're a diplomat. Yes. In your past lives, you held positions of like a governor. You like a uh-huh. governess, I think. So yes. you, you have to just meditate and tap into that part of you uh-huh. um, that has perfected parlaying situations with Yes. People. Because it, it right. already resides within you. Uh-huh. But utilize, because okay. I see you surrounded, you're in the middle of a pyramid. You're actually at the head of a pyramid. Uh-huh. 
everything you needed within that pyramid, including people. Right, right. You know, we're talking, Mm -hmm. you're talking about an inherited wisdom that you walk with. Mm -hmm. So you just already tapped in, but continue to manifest. You know, don't doubt it. When it comes across, you know it. So, you know, lead those to their ignorance. Because a, uh-huh. fool and their mo- a fool and their money are soon parted. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank so you. They, yeah. They don't come up off yeah. that money. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate both of you. Yes. yes. Queen Mother, always, always an honor. Um, there's Thank someone you. else. Yes, this is um, actually Shelley. Hey, Colorado. Hey, Shelly. Welcome. Glad Hello. to join us. How can Thank I help you? Thank you so much, ladies. I am wondering, I have um, a lady who has asked me to babysit for her. Her mm-hmm. um, daycare is going to be ending soon, and so mm-hmm. um, she doesn't really have anyone else. She can't afford it, and because I'm here with my son, you know, I'm his learning coach, I told her, yeah, I could definitely do it. But I'm wondering, do you see that actually happening? Because I know you were, were telling me that um, a move is coming up for me soon, and right. you know how I'm going to be filing, you know, to get this done, and I don't want to tell her, yeah, if, um, you know, that would make it where I can't, like, wherever I'm going, if I wouldn't be able to, you know, I don't want to tell her, yeah, and then not be dependable for her, because I don't know where I'll be going, you know what I mean, like, all that's up in the air. Well, not only that, Uh, I see through some action of her own, it wouldn't be consistent anyway. Okay, okay. There's something that, even if you start, it's something on her side, on her end, that's going to come up, and it's not going to be a lengthy thing that's going to be going on. Okay. So either way, whether you say yes or you say no, it, it was, it's not meant to really be happening anyway. Okay. And I'm also so picking is, uh, up um, the potential for the souring of a relationship between you and her. Um, oh, uh, not like the, you have fundamental differences when it comes to taking care of children. Okay. You know, so, again, there's, there's a couple of things going on there, but it, it's very short-lived, you know, and if it becomes forced, it's going to be very negative. Yeah, I you didn't know. want yeah, and I just don't want it to be an inconvenience for her just in case, you know, because when this does happen, it's going to be like... Well, that you know, could be the deciding but, factor of maybe why you guys fall out, you know, because oh, you may have to say, I can't do this anymore. And it might be some resentment there. But, again, I also see, um, you know what, you need to have another conversation with her, and the nature of this conversation needs to be about what differences between what you guys think is parenting or childcare, because in the next conversation, she's going to say something, and you're going to, like, your eyebrows going to go up like, oh, oh, I didn't know you thought that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, you're going to be like, oh, maybe I'm not the one to uh, do this after all. Okay. So try to engage her in that type of convo, like, yeah, well, I think children should do this, or I don't think children need to be doing such and such. And see where that takes okay. it. You're gonna you're gonna get a couple of eye openers. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank so, you. I definitely will do that. You're welcome. 
Hope that helped. Anyone else? No? Surely okay. did. Um, on that note, I guess we're going to bring this wonderful, positive, enlightening conversation to a close for the evening. Um, Queen Mother Ia, could you please say a, a closing prayer? Ashe. We give thanks to the energies of divine presence in the universe. We give thanks for all the people that shared and and were on the line and that listened to this episode. We give thanks and we give honor to you and we ask that your destiny is fulfilled with the greatest and highest expectations that the spirit of the universe has given to you. We ask that everybody be awakened to their meaningful purpose on earth. And we ask that our magic, let it be touched always by the light. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Um, I will be back next Thursday at 8 p.m. And um, next Thursday, I would like to, we usually go off on so many different subjects. But uh, Queen Mother, Ia, what do you think of next week? I would like to do a show strictly where we're sharing uh, spells. Okay, I think rituals that would be great. And that okay, so everyone do, do your great. research. Try and write it out so we can be organized with what we're going to be sharing, whether um, it be your tools of the trade, what herbs you use. You know, of course, certain spells you do not share. I hope everyone uses common sense with that. You know, some, some magic we have to keep for ourselves for common sense reasons. But I'm just talking about, you know, keeping it light and, and things that can um, help and contribute to the balance and peace and love of our planet and, and being with each other. So if you can bring those type of things with you um, to the next show, that would be wonderful because I think, you know, we need to share those things. I think a lot of people want to hear that aspect of magic as well. So I say love and light to you and yours. Thank you again for tuning in to Everyday Magic and lending your positive energy to the collective body. Ashe, and I will speak to you next week. Peace. Okay. That old black magic had me in itself. 